Welcome to First 15. Thanks for giving your first 15 minutes of the day to God while responding to His Word in a personal way. My name is Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, or download on your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss any episodes. Also, share it with a friend so they can start their day right. Today, we're going back to the beginning of the gospel in Mark 1 to hear God's word from prophecy and in the life of Jesus in a fresh way. More on that in a minute. On verse 15, you listen to God's word, engage it and meditate on a personal level, and then pray your response back to God. The intent is to apply the truth of God's message beyond these first 15 minutes in the rest of your life. You can download the four-step process from episode one at podcast.wordofprayer.com. You can also get a help sheet there for the four-step process that you can keep close for a ready reference. We're demonstrating that all kinds of scripture, maybe even ones you haven't read much or aren't that familiar with, are useful for hearing God speak, meditating, and responding to Him. Today we're in the Gospels, and in fact, some would say the earliest Gospel, Mark. It seems that Mark was quite popular among the earliest Christians in the first century, but fairly soon it was eclipsed by Matthew, Luke, and John, which are longer, more polished, and frankly, maybe a little less difficult than Mark. Mark emphasizes following Jesus in very difficult circumstances, like when your own life is in danger or people around you are suffering for their faith. So it was very relatable for early Christians in Rome who were persecuted by emperors like Nero. I've chosen to guide us back to Mark because he was probably the first person to take the good message, the God story, what we call a gospel, which was normally shared orally, like in this podcast. And he put it down in a written version, which also came to be called a gospel, like with a capital G, gospel, which is really its own special genre of writing. Now, I can easily picture the earliest believers gathered in a small secret meeting to hear Mark's gospel read to them. When I lived in Singapore many years ago, we actually did something similar and had a special gathering in the evening to hear the Gospel of Mark read in one setting. I recall it took about two hours to finish. We are going to listen to the first 15 verses of Mark today, and I'm going to use a word-for-word or a fairly literal translation to illustrate Mark's actual style of writing or the way it sounds in Greek so that you can hear it as if he wrote that in English. Now, it's not a polished translation that reflects proper English written style that's taught in school, so my English teachers would not be happy with this. But I'm doing this so you can hear it again in a fresh way, not as a maybe too familiar story, but as it really is. So listen to God's word from Mark 1, Verses 1 through 15. The beginning of the good message about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, just as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. Look, 
I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, who will pave your way. The cry of one shouting in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. It was John immersing in the desert and proclaiming an immersion of turning around for a pardon of sins. And the whole Judean countryside and all the Jerusalemites were going out to him and being immersed by him in the Jordan River, publicly admitting their sins. And John was wearing camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he was eating grasshoppers and wild honey. And he was proclaiming, saying, After me is coming one stronger than I am, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I immerse you in water, but he will immerse you in the Holy Spirit. And it happened. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was immersed in the Jordan by John. And coming up from the water, immediately he saw the heavens being split open and the Spirit, like a dove, coming down onto him. And there was a voice from the heavens, You are my beloved Son. I delighted choosing you. And immediately the Spirit drove him out into the desert, and he was in the desert forty days, tested by Satan. And he was among the wild animals, and the angel messengers were serving him. Now, after John was handed over to prison, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the good message about God and saying, The right time is fulfilled, and the reign of God has drawn near. Turn around and put faith in the good message. Mark doesn't give us many details about Jesus. He certainly isn't writing a typical biography. He leaves out anything about Jesus' birth, no genealogy, no backstory about his parents, Bethlehem, shepherds, travels to Egypt, none of that. If you want to stage a Christmas play, you won't find anything useful in Mark. What he does do is tell a great story. He gets right to the point and narrates it in fast-paced fashion. He uses the word and a lot to tie the sequences together and keep the story moving along. He also uses exciting words like immediately, so often in fact that some English translations tone it down a bit and leave a few of those out. Just as an example, he uses the word immediately in Greek 42 times in his gospel, 11 of those in the first chapter alone. Even though his gospel is noticeably shorter than the other three, he often throws in interesting details for vivid color, like the fact that there were wild animals with Jesus in the desert when he was being tested by Satan. He's the only one of the gospel writers who mentions that little detail, and there's other places as well. 
the total effect that Mark creates is a very immersive experience. What I'm most fascinated by is the fact that this gospel, though it is simple and straightforward on the surface, shows some real profound insights the more you meditate on it. I'll limit myself to sharing two of those today. First, notice the emphasis that Mark gives to hearing. Just pay attention to the words or the language that he uses. The cry of one shouting in the desert in verse 3. Or John proclaiming immersion. Not practicing immersion, but proclaiming it in verse 4. Or the people from Judea and Jerusalem coming out to the country and publicly admitting their sins. If it's being publicly admitted, you're hearing it in verse 5. Again, John proclaiming in verse 7. Or when Jesus is baptized, a voice from heaven spoke. A voice that you could hear in verse 11. And then later, Jesus proclaims the good message in verse 14. I think you get the point. That's six references to hearing, which is enough to make me listen up and pay attention to what God may be saying to me. Second insight, the importance of preparing the heart and repenting. Before Jesus is properly introduced, God sends the prophet John to prepare people's hearts and proclaim repentance or turning around. And of course, that's in fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah, who is introduced as well, actually gives us the theme verse. And I find it interesting, before Jesus says anything in this gospel, he first of all demonstrates humble obedience by being immersed in water. And then he is sent out into the desert to be tested, to have his heart prepared for ministry. Of course, there's no mention of him repenting because he's without sin. Jesus's first works recorded are of him proclaiming the good news, the gospel. And guess what that message is? God's reign is near. Repent or turn around and put faith in the good news, the gospel, verse 15. That's the charge for today. Ponder how to start the day, or really any day, listening to God, preparing the heart, and repenting should all be top priorities. And by repenting, I mean putting things right with God, making our path straight like Isaiah urged in his prophecy. Strive to hear the pure gospel afresh each day. Let Jesus teach you from his life, his example, and his words. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming and proclaiming the truth, the gospel. God, I want you to reign in my heart today. I repent of my wrongs. 
help me believe and embrace you more fully in faith. Let me live today conscious that time is short and priorities have to be set. Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of God, and it is in your name I pray. Amen. I really can't think of a better way to spend the first 15 minutes, and I'm grateful you chose to spend it here. Remember, you are God's beloved, and He is delighted in you. Make the most of today, and be blessed. Today's episode is brought to you by Journey with Jesus, praying your way through Matthew's Gospel, which you can find on Amazon or link to in the show notes. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend and remember to follow us on Spotify or subscribe in iTunes.